William Wilberforce, Abraham Lincoln, and Rosa Parks. Three people who entered the culture wars of their era and won. Looking through the lens of history, it can look clean and easy. But when you're in the heat of the battle, when the culture war is swirling around you, it is not that easy. How does a believer and how does a pastor address the issues? In today's Church Tips episode, we're going to talk about exactly that. Here we go. Welcome to Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. A number of years ago, when this guy was a little guy, I decided to run for the Johnston School Board. We lived in a suburb uh, of Des Moines, and uh, this school board... This has been a dusty little town that all of a sudden was blowing up and they were building new houses right and left. And so the school board went from five members to seven members. So a rocket scientist that I am, I'm thinking, okay, two new members, I don't have to run against an incumbent. I can just run for one of those empty seats. And myself and another gal from our church both ran and got those two seats. So uh, that began a nine-year journey for me at the public school board level. And uh, I told Jonathan earlier, I was 35 at the time. And so uh, he was, I think he was having trouble believing that I was actually that young. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's what a young dad who was on staff at a church decided to do because I wanted to have influence mm. in my community. We were able to uh, do a search for a new school superintendent. And we found a guy who ultimately became a very good friend. His son and uh, Jonathan were good friends, uh, and uh, they were believers. And uh, I felt like the Lord helped me move into the public sphere and have influence. Mm -hmm. Didn't mean that I was, you know, Mr. Evangelist at the board meetings all the time, but I was there as a believer. And I worked hard to try to have influence in the culture of my community Mm -hmm. at that time. And uh, it really was uh, a great journey. And I would encourage any listener or viewer of this podcast, uh, if the Lord speaks to your heart about being involved in the school board, city council, your uh, county government, uh, state government, federal, whatever it is, uh, as a believer, it is a wonderful privilege to be salt and light in that arena. Yeah. And I certainly, uh, I, feel, I felt honored to be able to do that for those nine years. Yeah. You know, so today we're going to talk about what a believer can do. We're going to talk about this kind of in two veins, what a pastor can do to have influence on the cultural issues of the day. Uh, and then in turn, what the people in the church could and should do uh, following the example of the pastor as they move forward. So we've got uh, four or five items we want to run by you for consideration. And uh, so, Jonathan, get us started. Yeah, well, I think your schoolwork example is just a great example of the need to be present and to be active in the community and active in the culture because then you're able to identify with where the culture is and then make the decisions and navigate through those situations uh, with a good, solid understanding of the culture. Yeah. And obviously, as we know, 2020 has been a tumultuous yeah. uh, time period, yeah. uh, obviously, with at least for those who are in the United States, with the election, and then, of course, all the things that have happened throughout this year. Yeah. It's just been... Um, you know, an unusual year. Yeah, it really and is. culturally, there's been it's been interesting to watch people, including Christians, have different viewpoints mm-hmm. on addressing the cultural issues. Yeah. And I think that's why we felt like this would be a good opportunity for us to go and, and give some thoughts into how to address cultural issues. And so uh, we're going to look at these things. The first thing 
is to start with the Bible and prayer. So whenever you look at a cultural issue, it's so important to not allow the cultural narrative, to allow the cultural uh, conversation to dictate the decisions and this viewpoint that any of us have yeah. on that issue. It has to go back to, well, what does the Bible say? And and so many people I've seen this year didn't do that. Right. They they got caught up in the emotion and of all the stuff going on and say, well, what does the Bible say about yeah. these things? Yeah. And so we have to always remember the Bible is the absolute truth. Right. If we truly believe that Scripture is um, absolute truth, then we need to say, well, okay, well, what does it tell? It answers everything for us. It really does. There's nothing new under the sun right. that we face today. The issue may be different than it was, say, 2,000 years ago, but the concepts are all still addressed somehow, some way. And so we need to say, okay, biblically speaking, how do we navigate this? And through prayer, God, show me what is my response? How do I lead the church? How do I lead the people that are under my care through these different cultural issues that are going on in, in society. Today. And I could tell you, Jonathan, along that line, when uh, when we had engaged that school superintendent, yeah. um, he went and engaged a curriculum director who was born again. And I remember the superintendent, the curriculum director, and the board member, me, sitting in a room. Uh -huh. This was not the public board uh, meeting. This was us sitting in a room dealing with an issue relative to kindergartners. Okay. And we didn't sit there and say, oh, because I believe in Jesus, I'm going to – but our core, the Bible was at the core of how we made our decisions. Mm -hmm. And we made a decision that was a God-honoring decision mm -hmm. that just made it better for mm -hmm. kindergartners because uh, three believers were in the public space yeah. influencing culture. So I'm telling you – uh, listener, viewer, you could do that, and God has given you the privilege yeah. of doing that, and and you're able to start with the Bible and start with prayer. Right. Okay. Uh, then the next thing is to be clear on the issue. So one of the things you have to do is you have to you have to kind of pull the curtain back, take a step back, and look at the issue at hand without allowing the all the other ancillary things going all on, all the narratives the, the, yeah. in society, and you have to say, okay, let's look at. Let's, let's get clear on what's going on. What is the real issue? Now, it doesn't matter what all the, the who's who says about the, the issue right. at hand. We need to look at it ourselves, get clear on it ourselves. And I think that's a challenge right now because there's so much noise. Mm -hmm. And you have different news uh, stations saying different things. Social media Social going media, nuts. Uh, and everyone's got their opinion. Everyone's the expert. Yeah. And so we have to be even more clear than ever on what's really going on, what's really the right. issue here. So that way we then can go to what we talked about earlier about, well, what's the Bible say? You know, and I think, Pastor, as you're uh, talking to uh, the congregation as a whole, you want to be respectful of people who disagree um, with your biblical position. Now, I'm not – I hope you hear that clearly. You're, you're not going to change your biblical position. But there are people out there that know the Lord and some who don't know the Lord who will disagree with your biblical position. You need to be respectful of that. Uh, kindness and courtesy is going to go a long ways. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Jonathan talked to me here the other day mm -hmm. about uh, some friends that he and Ashley have. They're, just, they're far from God. They, they, you know, the, our sense would be they don't know God. But Jonathan and Ashley are in their sphere 
the Lord has put you guys there yeah. to have influence on these people. So, pastor, uh, for your yeah. church, be respectful of people who disagree with you, all the while speaking the truth, mm-hmm. uh, and model that then for your your congregation members yeah. as they're dealing with their friends, families, and neighbors. Yeah. And on the heels of that, you want to be loving and firm. So, in other words, don't be wishy-washy. Right. You can't. You you have to stay firm in in what you believe and and show that love. Regardless, it's that unconditional love that God has shown us, and it's hard for us to show that unconditional yep, love to yep. other people, but we do our best yep, to do so, yep. and we speak the truth to them yep. and help walk people through the situations at hand in, in the moment, knowing that God's going to help us. Exactly. And I think that's so important for us to do. And I'll tell you, the final point <laughs> we want to make here is that when you're dealing with cultural issues, uh, frequently they're not black and white. And, and frequently, there are rabbit trails that uh, either happen by virtue of the discussion mm-hmm. or uh, or people try to take you off of the, the center. And you've got to continually center back yes. on the Bible. Yep. When you center back on the Bible, then you're going to say, okay, we went over here. Yep. We went over here. But let's get back to yep. what the Bible says. If you can lead your congregation this way, they in turn will do the same in their conversations. Yeah. Well, let me give you a quick recap of these five things. So you want to start with the Bible and prayer. You want to be clear on the issue. You want to be respectful of people who disagree with your biblical position. You want to be loving and firm. And then you want to center back on the Bible. And doing these things is going to help you know how to address the cultural issues of the day because more and more issues will continue to come in the weeks, months, and years to come. And we need to be able to have a good way of addressing these things. Yep, exactly. And I think it's important to know that uh, you know we can't we can't separate the politics or the culture from the church. Right. We, it's an integrated part of our life, and yep. so we need to help the body understand how do you address these things from the biblical, yep. biblical perspective. Uh, the final thing I would encourage you to do is uh, to continue to grow in your leadership. So this this whole discussion today really centers on you being the leader you need to be to help lead other people into these things. And that's why I want to encourage you to sign up for the Four Secrets Masterclass. This is a, a an hour presentation where we help you go to the next level and lead at the next level by looking at four different components of your leadership. And when you do these things, it's going to help you elevate your leadership and the leadership of those around you so that you can see greater days ahead for your ministry and for your church. Exactly. So if you want to sign up for that, I would encourage you to do so by going to leaders.church slash secrets. That's leaders.church slash secrets. Sign up. You can get access right away. And you can get on your way to being the leader that God wants you to be. And then finally, I want to encourage you to sign up for whatever, um, or sign up for the, uh, or subscribe rather, to whatever podcast platform you listen to this podcast on. Subscribe as well to our YouTube channel. That way you can get all the notifications and word when new episodes are coming out. And uh, we just thank you so much for being a part of the Church Tips today. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Take care and be blessed. Hey, Jonathan here. Real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. 
This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church boost. Again, that's leaders.church boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.